Welcome to Moments, Moments of Faith, Prayer, and Spirituality. I'm Michael Everton of the Paulist Fathers. I was more than a little annoyed when I read an article in the NCR which pointed out that there were, well, what should I say, Catholics, uh, right-wing wacko Catholics, and they've come up with an app that rates parishes according to their reverence whether they're really reverent or not very reverent at all, and they rate them so that we, you and I can find them. It's like Yelp, except for churches. Some of the characteristics that mark a parish reverent or not are things that may sound familiar to a lot of us. To be a really reverent church, you have to obviously say Mass facing the wall in Latin. There can be no altar servers, no women in the sanctuary, and the list goes on, you know the drill. These people are all about the book cover rather than the book. They're all about appearances. As long as things look nice, neat, the way they want them to look, then the church is reverent. It is reverence based on style. It doesn't take into consideration the inward quality of their lives, how they treat their fellow human beings, how they treat immigrants or their neighbor, and treat them with love as you would love yourself. It doesn't have any concern about that sort of thing, just as long as it looks good. The problem with all of this is that reverence can't be bought. Reverence can't be made. Reverence is not a thing. It's an attitude. It's a way of living. You either are or you're not reverent. And no matter how many icons you have on the church walls, or how many candles are lit, or how much incense is burnt, that won't create reverence. Reverence depends on who we are, in our inmost self, who we are. Are we reverent or not? And the fact is, we can be reverent anywhere. We can be reverent in church, but we can also be reverent on a subway, or a street corner, or driving the evening commute home. But one thing the article did do, it got me to thinking about, well, just what are the ingredients for a reverent Mass? What are the ingredients? Well, first of all, you need a group of people who follow Jesus, who believe in him who try to do as he did in their daily lives. And people like this, coming together in a group, becomes a very visible body of Christ. Other people can see Christ at work in them, in what they're doing and how they're treating their neighbors. That's what being the body of Christ is all about. The second thing that we need is some bread and wine. We need to be a group of people who offer ourselves to God, who offers ourselves to the living Christ within us. We make a movement toward God and God makes a movement toward us. It's a divine dance. And in the dance, we experience Eucharist. We experience Holy Communion. We experience Holy Union. It's not about whether we say the right words for consecration or sing the right hymns and just the right notes. No, it's not that. It's about a people moving toward God and God moving toward us and the two of us becoming one in the Eucharist. It becomes a holy exchange of gifts, giving and receiving, receiving and giving. 
It isn't about how perfectly we do our prayer or say the words of our prayer, but it's all about how we become vulnerable to other people, responding to their needs and responding to our needs. It's also about being vulnerable enough to allow the Divine One to enter into our lives, to actually direct our lives. It is one great divine movement, a dance with Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and all of us, one. And the experience of this oneness is not confined to a church building. We can experience this Eucharist, this Holy Communion, anywhere, anytime. We can experience this Holy Union in front of a quiet night in a dark room with just one candle lit, or it can be experienced at the magnificence of a sunset or a sunrise. It can be experienced anywhere at all. The pattern of our worship life, the pattern of our church life, the pattern of our prayer ought to reflect and be the pattern of our daily life, which we offer to God and God offers it right back to us, to feed us, to strengthen us, to become the Holy Communion, to become the Eucharist, that we are called to be for others.